I'm just kidding. No, I can tell about that. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Just what you guys were all tuning in for, another Masters pod. Let's get it going. Let's tease off in a couple out. No, just kidding. We're talking UFC. Very, very excited for today's guest. Uh, Seltzer influencer extraordinaire, uh, a UFC, and uh, and really just uh, one of the finest follows you can come across on the old Twitter.com machine. Uh, just entertaining, entertaining tweets, which is not easy to do. Uh, most uh, most anybody in the gambling Twitter space ultimately will annoy you at some point. Not this guy. Uh, so without further ado, welcome to the deep dive, Mister At Topkaki. Top Kaiki, what's yeah. up? What's up, fellas? Great to be here. I was, uh, I've said this before, but on another podcast, but I feel like, like a mom who watches Oprah all the time. And she goes to Oprah and she gets pulled up and gets interviewed and shit. So, this is a big day for me. Oh, this was this has been months in the works because it's not like, hey, you know, you want to talk NBA this week and the guest is like yeah i'd love to talk nba and like all right hey we'll we'll check you on you know monday let's let's get together do it it's this is tricky because basically i i can't remember how long ago we first dm'd you and we we're like yeah i knew you were all pumped yeah let's do this and then like yeah we need to pick a good card though like because this one sucks balls and like next week <laughs> is like bellator and them off, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm like, if, if we're gonna do it, let's pick a good pay per view. There was a couple, but it kind of landed on this one. I don't know. I'm just gonna say it's the best of the year. I'm gonna say it's it. The best I don't know of the year. because I don't know the schedule past this, so there might be a better one this summer. I'm calling this one the best of the year, and it is. No, gonna I be. think that's fair. It's yeah. it is gonna be a good one. A couple belts, yeah. couple lady fights. The Lady's undercards fights. starting to come together. Yeah, are you? Would you guys consider you guys casual MMA fans? Yes. Not, a, not after this show. Like, I, yes. I mean, no. This is. This is yeah, I'm trying. This is uh, right. This is grad school. I'm taking. I'm, this. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty anti-casual. So, um, okay. My my goal <laughs> is to uh, get you guys to be convert guys that do shoeies on Saturdays and you know just the boys. MMA. What, what is what is your UFC experience, Drew? Like, on a let's say, in a normal month, how much UFC do you watch? uh only the big stuff really okay and uh, you know the the main event you know the main event pay-per-views surely um and to be uh, completely honest like i'm i am a professional weekend drinker so i'm usually pretty gone by the time we get to the uh to the you know the main event of the night card so uh, oh, yeah. for me it's literally just like ah uh, this is just serotonin uh, rush like oh this is so fun uh, I probably I, really, I probably yeah. watch more I probably watch more than people think because I don't really bet a lot of it and I don't like talk about it I guess but it's I watch it in the most fucked up way it's like watching the pregame show and then going to bed before the NFL comes on because I watch the undercards on like ESPN because sure. it's the the effort is so low 
like obviously i'm not gonna pay for uh pay-per-view if i want to watch it i'll go through the whole finding the illegal stream and figuring it out hopefully dana's not watching but like i watch i watch the undercard because i, I can pay just flip for it on. every pay-per-view yeah i could just flip that on and then like sometimes twice just for well, good if it's, just for if good it's like this is going on yeah. too yeah unless it's a fight i really 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 want to see it's like a really big once a year kind of fight i usually will just i'll watch like i was telling i was telling aaron here it's me and the me and the boy watch it. The seven year old he calls it the karate fights. He loves it. We watch That's those huge. until like until like he goes to bed. And then also the the main event shits at like a million o'clock. So then I don't have to stay up late. I can do other stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm like I'm like an undercard hardo. Like uh, you know, I liked undercards before <laughs> school. Never heard of that, but I think that I think once you get to the main card, that's when all the action happens. But I I mean okay. UFC you can get like fifteen bets on. 15 different events in one night. So it's not like football. So I don't know. I think it's, I personally think it's the dopest. It's like some pirate ship ships stuff. It's like, okay, back in the day when the Coliseum was there, if I was alive during that time, I probably would have been rolling my horse over to the Coliseum front row, tailgating it and then on all those fights. So I love fights. Fights. Fights is my shit. I think everyone, everyone that I've ever watched fights with, eventually ends up liking it because there's no humans versus right. animals in the octagon this weekend, right? No, no, not this okay. weekend. Okay. Not this weekend. Right. Well, we'll they should bring that. <laughs> I don't know if we'd be. I don't know if that's allowed. We'd have to do that in like international waters. And you know what? Like pandemic here, I feel bad because I, I I did get into it a lot more when I it was out of necessity. Like that's when you find out if you were a like if you have a gambling problem or not like if you needed it because like, you weren't sure <laughs> yeah it was, it was oh, like no. no in your mind in your mind it's like no i just you know i'm, I'm a sports investor i, I, I take this pretty seriously and no, then, they were having and, they were the first ones back yeah yeah and then the pandemic hit it's like, you. Oh, like ufc well and i treated it that way i listened to a few podcasts sure. from people i trust i dm'd a few people i know that work on ufc heavily i did some research and I actually probably I did okay betting. Like uh, I ended up, that's how I bought that Trager. I hit a, a like a stupid long shot parlay. I, I didn't even stand for the last fight. I told my wife, I'm like, this guy wins. I'm going to go buy a new grill tomorrow, but I am so <laughs> tired. I can't stay out. And I went to bed and woke up and then you have the panic check when you wake up to check the the fight. And oh, the sure enough. So like I, I enjoyed it a lot that summer and I just kind of fell out of it. So I think I need to get back into it now. Dude, you got, I, I have to get together with you guys and we got to sweat a UFC card out one time. Going live is like, it's my favorite uh, sporting event to go to for sure. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that was my next question. Yeah, like, in which, person which one you experience to? is the best, huh? Oh, yeah. You get there, the vibes are high. People are just, it's like being at the Coliseum, but back in the day, this is our version. A little sure. more air conditioned. People get up for it. Everyone's got bets going. It's the best. Okay, so talk me through um, a general uh, pay-per-view weekend for you in terms of process. You start handicapping it immediately when you know what the card's going to be. Uh, do you feel like you have to get your bets in relatively early before the numbers get shaped? Or uh, is this the kind of sport where you can literally wait to till the day of the event and there's such a weird kind of market forces that sometimes you can capture value uh, you know, when you wake up or just right before the event starts, I guess, how does the week go for you uh, a week of uh, a pay-per-view like this week? Yeah, there is like day of shit that you can take advantage of. So I try to, 
monitor it all week. But if there's a play that I like, I'll probably jump on it pretty early because the markets do move quite a bit. <clears throat> Especially nowadays, there's like some large favorites who become really large favorites now because I know in the beginning of this year, the favorites have just been smashing and everyone's just been tossing together favorite parlays and getting rich off of that. So everyone is just trying to do it for every card now. And I don't know if you've looked at the the card this weekend, it's all fat favorites. Yeah. Or not yeah. all, but the, the top few fights are fat favorites. I'm sure a lot of that is like parlay liability and stuff, and they're just trying to keep moving it and moving it. But for me, yeah, I'll just I, – I usually try to – I'll take a look on like a Monday, but there's there's other things that you have to watch out for, like how well a weight cut goes for someone. Um, that's something that you have to factor in if they have a shitty weight cut, because obviously these guys, big part of their job is making weight, and a lot of them are cutting like 20 pounds at a time, sometimes more. And if they have a shitty weight wow. cut, it can affect their performance. I don't know. I used to wrestle. I remember in high school and shit, so... I think the most I ever had to cut was 10 pounds and I would always be like the worst. And they, they were, I mean, 20, 30 pounds you can watch them weight cut. Cause they'll do like a UFC embedded on the week of the pay-per-views mm-hmm. and they'll just follow around the fighters and you can see them cut weight. They're just all miserable. Yeah. There's like, there's a right way to cut weight. There's probably no right way to cut weight. It, either way, it's bad. For, it's bad. It's bad for your body, no matter what, but like there's a right way to cut weight and there's the wrong way to cut weight. And like, I wrestled as well in high school. And I knew some guys who like, it, it's like, man, you can't wait this long until you're this yeah. close to the match, the tournament to try to take those last like four pounds off. And the next day they'd be pale. They'd look like shit. They'd be tired. And then they, then they'd eat, you know, they'd overeat after a weigh in and then they'd look like shit. And again, and it's like, you can, yeah, you can really screw that part of it up. And it's one of those things, just like any of the combat sports, you can't beat anybody until you beat the scale. You know, yeah. it's a little different with just, you know, some of these overweights, like in high school wrestling, if you don't make weight, you just don't wrestle. Right. You know, this, yeah, is, this is, with, with the money, you know, they can just change the pot a little. It's, uh, it you is get a what choice, it is. right. If your opponent doesn't make weight, then you can be like, yeah, I'll take a cut of his purse, which, yeah. I mean, some of these guys are taking a small cut because some of these guys don't get paid enough. So they'll weigh that out based upon how they want their careers to progress. They'd rather get a dub than an L, but some of them rather just have the money. So. Mm. Um, because they need it because it's like I mean this this sport doesn't have a lot of infrastructure so I always support the people like these guys that come up from like even Connor like he was like on welfare and going to training every day and you have to pay for your training and all that shit it's very like independent contractor type of work there's no one that's paying for you especially when you start maybe eventually you'll get some sponsors and stuff like that but like the rise to be like a really good fighter you start as like a nobody and then maybe you show some skills but you're still paying for your training you're paying for your coaches and to actually make it in the ufc it's actually fucking hard so these yeah. guys these guys grind i know a lot of a lot of people who fight who have to work second jobs so that's why a ton of them will like move to cheap places like thailand florida and that's where all the good gyms are like in here like in san diego i don't know a lot of pro fighters who make it in san diego because it's so fucking expensive if you want to train you gotta work a second job and it's hard okay I so a, i had a buddy's uncle moved to thailand completely different reasons but it's <laughs> he says it's pretty cheap out there too the yeah i, I know some like I, I used to know some people like I, I had a previous job some people that worked for me like once you get to know some employees you get to know their personal lives a little more and then one day i found out like 
the one lady owned an MMA gym. And oh, really? a, a, a couple, oh, wow. and then a couple. Uh, there, so there's these gals that work in there. They're 18, 19 year old girls. And I found out like, oh, they're, no, they're they're like UFC fighters on the weekend and shit. And like the local ranks and stuff. Like, where do you, and, and you find out where they fight. And it's like, that's yeah. a bar. You know, that's just, that's yeah, just I've a been nice some, club. I like, love going to fights. And I've been to some dusty fights and like, yeah, bars and shit um so it's pretty funny but yeah it's like it's a tough sport to make it in so these people who go to the ufc i'm always pretty fucking impressed regardless of how shitty they might perform on that given night making it to the ufc it's a little easier now because they're trying to you know get some bodies in there but it's still a tough sport yep yep uh i can only imagine <laughs> the uh especially because like yeah i mean yeah it grows in it grows in popularity it grows in competitiveness and the purse is getting and bigger it, yeah, the, it's getting the, popular yeah, now getting, yeah right the, you're you're at, we're at the uh you know we're that the, the hard work was done of kind of establishing itself as a mainstream entity and now people are like well this is a path career path for me like i'll do it um yeah, so, yeah, true yeah, true yeah yeah did you ever watch the john boyce uh, video about UFC? No. Yeah, I should go check that out. It's kind of long, but it's like the history of like UFC one and like the the Gracies oh, and like it's it's you a, and it. you know and you know his videos like he puts a lot. Yeah, like, they're outstanding. It's the beginning. <laughs> it's like Mortal Kombat shit. Like they get dudes from every shit. discipline fighting against each other, and the original but, UFC was like a sick idea. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was probably spawned by uh, what do you call it? Uh, the um, the best, best uh, of the best, the best of the no, <laughs> no. Uh, what's the Jean Claude Van Damme? What's the Jean Claude Van Damme one? Where what? they uh, Bloodsport? Jesus, it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They no, uh, that that it's called fighting in the age of loneliness it's like a okay. seven part series it's like a couple hours long if you watch all of it but yeah like ufc one was a bracket style tournament like during one wow. one or two days or something it like this if, if okay if you if you won your fight like you had to fight again that doesn't you know wrestlers like, versus the jiu-jitsu guys, yeah, like versus a the guys. guys. everyone sent like their dopest dude from every like martial art and they're like all right go try to win and then we'll try to prove which martial art is the best and then the jiu-jitsu guy won which is interesting because Royce we'll lost, Gracie no weight class right Gracie. it was the the Gracies so I mean, Gracie submitted all three of his opponents he did yeah. Ken Shamrock there, there was no there was no weight class man. either so oh you know, no yeah they're just fighting like hefty dudes. huge dudes and stuff and then yeah so I mean oh, incredible huge advertisement for jiu-jitsu obviously yeah since, of course yeah but uh, okay um okay so basically back to the question about getting you know handicapping it sounds like you're take like a flexible approach like yeah definitely. maybe like like you could bet early early like as soon as there's a market if you're like look if this is this guy is gonna get bet i know it i gotta take him at the dog now because he's closing yeah. the favorite right and then and is there sometimes where you're like kind of following them on like social media or you are you know just kind of like getting tips uh from other people as you talk about the upcoming events where you're like oh shit like we've this is news where the market is slow on it. We better get down now. Yeah, um, for sure. It's, okay. it's, it's, these UFC fighters are really accessible. Like I talked to a couple of UFC fighters in the DMs and it's, it's oh, yes. crazy like that. That's why it's this like, is, this it's is some pirate shit. You can talk to these people, you can DM them, they'll answer you. I talked to some dudes on TikTok and they'll answer your questions and it's, it's, it's interesting. But yeah, there's obviously I follow all the social medias because I'm a big narrative guy. I want to know 
get your girlfriend hot. That's huge for confidence <laughs> boost and all that. But you can you can find out a lot. Do you ask that you, outright, or do you just ask for proof? No, no. You go to no, the no, IG. No, no. Go to the I'm IG. Not, I'm on the Instagram, so I got eyes on all the girlfriends. Okay. It's, okay. And I mean, back through to, through to the markets. It is a weird. It's a weird market because, like the NFL, unless there's a quarterback that's hurt and we don't know if he's going to play or not on Sunday, all the markets are up. And you yeah. know what? You can bet the next week too. It's already there. All the games that are happening are there. But like, I mean, just take for instance this weekend's fights. Like, yeah. and this is a question for Aaron. Like, how long ago was this fight set up and said this is happening? Like, just the, the the main one, the Korean zombie fight. How long ago was that? Months? Yeah, months. Because you, I mean, these guys train for what, like eight eight weeks to ten weeks usually, and then that'll lead up to their fight. But I know the zombie fight was a little bit more short notice because yeah. Max Holloway was supposed to fight, but yeah, typically it's eight to 10 weeks. So they're training and they know who they have to fight. They have to do all that game planning. It's just like, yeah. I mean, it's but, just yeah, like but once the fight is announced, markets go up for that. Yeah. yeah typically. So, yeah. So, yeah. So you got fights this weekend. You could have bet on this one. And again, maybe limits were low for some people if they want to be, you know, betting the shit out of this stuff, but you could have bet on this months ago. And then at the same time, some of these undercard fights are coming together this week. Like you don't even know who the undercard <laughs> is point. at early in the week. So like you've got a wide array of uh, as far as how markets mature. And well, then also, me, like, yeah. Well, let you said try. that too, Drew. It's almost like a future bet. You got to decide like, do I think this number is so fucked up that I should bet this now? Is it worth my? Is it worth letting someone hold my money yeah. for two and a half months? Is it that much value? Well, I just want to give you a little context. So, two seventy four Oliveira versus Gatchi is up now. You can get a thousand. You can get thousand dollar limits uh, at Chris on that if you want. Gatchi is the dog. Uh, June eleventh, UFC two seventy five is up uh, right now. Uh, Glover Teixeira versus uh, Jiri. Apparently, uh, Teixeira is the dog there. You can also get thousand dollar limits at uh, Chris right now. So, um, yeah, you can get down on these long time in advance uh the yeah. it looks like three other uh and interesting that ufc 274 by the way is taking on boxing for um cinco de mayo weekend uh, oh, usually dude, usually the that's the big uh that's the big boxing weekend to go with the derby but uh looks like our man team horse parlay might include a ufc fighter this year andy yeah yeah, I mean, UFC is going to blow boxing out. Boxing is pretty popular, but in, in terms of like popularity between the martial arts, the combat sports, UFC is just it's so much bigger than boxing at the moment. I think you drive you drive about 20 miles south. There might be some people that argue with you on that. <laughs> Bro, Box, boxing is <laughs> I think in 10 years. I think UFC is going to be one. I've seen enough Canelo Alvarez fights. Uh, I don't need to yeah. see him beat the shit out of Dimitri Bivol. I mean, Jake Paul runs boxing now, right? So yeah. if is he fighting? I don't think he's yeah. fighting on Cinco de Mayo. No, I don't think he is, but eventually he'll get a fight. That's a good point. Can you imagine that Alvarez and him? I'd watch that. <laughs> I would watch that. Jake Paul oh, yeah. shit right now. Him and yeah. Logan. did you guys see Logan Paul at WrestleMania? No, that was that's wild though. That's pretty dope. That's a big stage. Um Okay, so then uh, as you get closer, as you get more information, as the market matures, you make you made a good point. I think that uh, uh, a card like this, which is heavy chalk at the top, like you, I don't even think you can parlay the top three Volkanovsky, Jan, and uh, Kaz Kamzat. I think parlay together is that still doesn't get you to an even money bet. 
Um, no, I don't think it does. So, so maybe they're starting to learn, <laughs> but do you it think did, that in did, general? I think it did at one point, but it's moved so much. Like, I don't know what Volkanovsky opened as. Yeah, he opened as minus 400. So it's like, it's a oh, huge wow. movement. Jeez. Yeah, usually they'll, they'll they'll toss out like a soft line, get it, let it get popped, and then it'll move into and shape into what it is now. But okay. yeah, that's, so that's as a, a casual, minus two hundred parlay, right? As now. a as a former casual, admitted, yeah, sadly former. admitted, former casual. Um, I always assumed that like booking the UFC was like a bookmaker's dream, because you had two types of players: the players that just come in only to score the long shots, or the players that come in only to parlay the favorites, and yeah. that in general that you're basically looking at your book for every fight as it starts and you're laughing like we got a 20% hold this time. Good yeah. job guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it, that's kind of my, my general feel for how it works out. Is that fair? Or is this an actually a sharp market at this point? I think it, it used to be a lot easier to be and it's becoming progressively more sharp and tough to beat. So I know back in the back, probably five years ago, you can just, on the wrestlers and they typically win and that was like as easy as that but now since the sport's getting more and more advanced people are getting better it's a pretty young sport i don't know when ufc one was like early 90s so i don't know people are just getting a lot better and the and as it gets more popular more people are trying to bet it it's betting a ufc card on any given night is my favorite betting experience because you can just you know there's live bets you can bet on you can pop off all you can make like a big parlay of the entire card and i know some people do that and i don't know to me the market itself is getting a lot more difficult to be five years ago is easier so i think it's 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 getting a little sharper okay. i had to go find an old dm because and i feel like maybe maybe in boxing and other into maybe even tennis golf people have their guys and, you know, it's an individual sport and there's a little bit of a narrative and especially with these, you know, these combat sports where they're, they're warriors, gladiators, and they have this cult of personality and they're drinking out of shoes and doing backflips off the, you know, off the cage. And like they get, there's, there's a, you know, not a cult, but a cult of personality around some of these guys. It felt like back in the day, there were people that would just bet because like that was their guy. Like oh, it, it felt like this, there was, there was a lot of dumb money that came in. I had to find this, and I didn't think this DM was that long ago. But uh, you know Wes Colvin, true UK, the Sodsman, the, the Kentucky yeah, Sodsman. We go, yeah. But this is from 2019 when wow. I was bet. I, I had to scroll all the way back. I said uh, it was Colby Usman, like the first one back then. And I said uh, I thought the you know some people I was talking to maybe Bo or some other people that had done UFC had talked about it and I really wanted to bet Usman and the number was like, I feel like maybe the number was going the other way. And I, I asked him, Hey, this Colby character, is he just taking money from like MAGA chuds? I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, do people just like him because he's like on that side of 100%. the aisle? That still and goes on. And he's, he's like, he's like, not all of it, but yeah, probably he's like, I like Usman too. And that was all I, that was all she wrote. I bet Usman that day. Yeah, I don't know what it is. There's there's definitely some big money that comes in like on fight day. I don't know. I know what was it like two UFCs ago? One of the dudes dad was in the the crowd. He had like terminal cancer and he had come to see him his son fight. And they were playing that like montage on ESPN, like, oh, here's his dad, he has terminal cancer. This line just kept moving. It was like I think he was minus two hundred. And by the time the montage ended, he was minus like 280. 
and he lost in the first round in like a minute. So there's a, there's definitely a lot of dumb money that comes in, um, some sentimental money. I don't know if you want to call it narrative money. Um, sure. But, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, yeah. Some narratives we, are we, we respect narrative nation for right. I was gonna say, some narratives yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely some narratives fun. are real. Some are not. That's fine. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, as long as you know which ones are real, then you're good. Exactly. Um, so uh, let's talk about how to bet UFC. So I'm guessing that the markets that open up just uh, just because I'm looking at like the future now to get out of curiosity, um, I can only bet money lines. But uh, for this weekend's event, um, which has looks like about 12 fights total, um, yep. there are lots of ways to attack money line. Uh, you can bet totals um, and the totals, by the way, if you're new to this is the actual halfway point of the round. If you bet two and a half <laughs> or one and a half, like you when have did, to when get did to you learn that. I learned that the hard way in <laughs> yeah, 2018. Maybe. Yeah. I was like, once round three started yeah. and like a big fight, I was like over two and a yeah. half. We it's got it. Me. Put it on the board. And then it graded yeah. NL. And I was with, I was on like that night quite drunk uh talking to the uh, rep like you guys have fucked me like this is absolutely <laughs> unacceptable like, I, might, <laughs> yeah. I might be the yeah. only person who learned it the opposite of the hard way oh, okay like the, yeah. you it thought was, you thought you got uh, bank air in your favor it was the the connor fight ah, uh, okay. the connor mayweather like i had over nine and a half or whatever it was and i just like oh i guess i you know it wasn't meant to be <laughs> and because i thought i had to get to 10, 10 yeah. i had to get to 10 rounds or whatever like yeah, no was, it, yeah. it won by like four seconds and it was one of those two where you know you get on the phone with your agent if it's an l and it's not supposed to be <laughs> if it's the other way you just be like well, i'll check it tomorrow see if the money's still there and then i talked to somebody i'm like i think i got away with one and they basically told me i was an idiot <laughs> yeah and actually like, and we, we should just do a little asterisk you know uh Check your house rules. Not every oh, place sure. grades it the same way, but almost all of the shots. I think three. Yeah, for MMA, I've never seen anyone. Yeah, there yeah. are some weird local. There are some skins, paperheads that are bizarre with house rules. So just be sure to know your house rules. And in fact, if you just read the fucking rules of almost anything, you could find an edge. That's just a little free alpha for you. Um, I got so, free after the show on that. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so uh, then, in general, like across the menu of opportunities for a given fight night, um, is it? Uh, let's say you have a small edge on a small favorite, and you're like, ah, this isn't going to take much action. He's still going to be the small favorite when we get to fight night. Like, I'm going to wait it out. Um, and the line stay is the same two weeks later, nothing's happened. Um, and you're thinking like, okay, I got an edge on the favorite, but really like this is being lined. Like it's going to be a much shorter fight than I actually think. So I'm going to attack the total. Um, like, you know, are, am I kind of talking through a, a rational process about a given fight or is, yeah, are you, do, do you mean, just kind of stick to, uh, stick to the money line? The handicapping process is a little, yeah. I mean, a little different. I, whenever I start, I'll just like watch old fights and that's kind of how i i decipher whether or not you know i want to bet on something if i see someone is like dangerous or has good finishing ability um then I'll, I'll try to attack the totals but yeah typically i like to stick with the money line stuff but like you said if you go have you been on bestfightodds.com i'm there right now is that where you're right now? <laughs> yes yeah. i'm right there right oh, now shit, you can bet on you can bet on like everything it, it yeah. hasn't been this way for uh, a long time but it's starting to come and there's a lot of derivatives and stuff that you can 
kind of bet on. So you can learn, you can bet on what round it ends in. You can bet on the the way it ends, whether it's by submission or the guy gets knocked out or you think it's going to go to decision. So, yeah, I mean, there's the, the market is, it's pretty fat at the moment. And a lot of people, you can get some big, big numbers on some of these. So when I'm watching tape, I'll try my best to like figure out strengths, weaknesses. This guy looks like he's a good submission guy. And this guy has shitty submission defense. Why would I take the money line when I can take the, the sub price, which will a lot of times be, you know, minus 110 versus plus 500 or however the bookies line it. A lot of times they're just not woke to how good someone is. But, sure. but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, kind of how i attack it but you see a correlation in those markets like if a guy gets steamed from 400 to 800 like volkanovsky like is his inside the distance price move accordingly or is it all is it a totally separate market it usually does it usually does yeah um some depending on some of the 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 results like submission versus ko people are getting a lot sharper so they'll know which ones to steam and a lot of them get more action than others so they'll steam up but but yeah, they're they're generally like something like someone who's minus eight hundred is in the in the distance line is probably gonna steam up just because people. I mean, this guy should be dominant, should fuck this dude up, but who knows? It it seems similar to some of the conversations we've had around golf, as we chuckled about not mentioning golf today because we're sick of it. But like three four years ago, you, this Masters week was not only special because it's the Masters. Because the sports books would have props coming out of your ass, like yeah. you could bet everything, like it, you know, it was like, oh my god, you could, you could bet parlay, everything. make the cuts. You could, oh, even just you could bet if there's a hole in one or not. Now, like yeah. all those markets we we're excited about for golf during a Masters week are like every single week. It's it's yeah. what, you know, there, it. yeah, it's the same kind of thing where you're just seeing all these new markets open up, and it's not just the special events anymore. It's every week and. Like I, I love what you're saying. Like that's where, that's where you can find some money, especially if somebody who's oh. new to it. And you, if you want to start watching some tape, and you think you can identify some stuff, I think that's where some of the value is. Even though I'm guessing those limits are a little lower on props, but like somebody who's just yeah. getting started isn't going to be maxing shit for 10k on UFC anyway. So like, some it, of the, like yeah. which you, you can't like, even do today, by the way. Yeah, I'm just kind of shocked that Chris is only going to take 5k on this weekend's fights. Really? Yeah. Oh, Look at that. That is. Maybe, it's just, for, your, maybe wait, it's just your account. They're scared. They wait for the weigh-ins. That's us. Uh, I've definitely some, seen some people put down some much larger bets than that. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they wait for weigh-ins or or what. But I've been with a couple of dudes who put down some fairly large bets on on a uh, fight night. So it might just be their accounts. Interesting. <laughs> no, but I mean, like you, like you said, if you might if need you're to watching... get in touch with those people. Uh, <laughs> I'm other sports those accounts. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're paying attention and you find yourself an edge, you say like, "I don't think this guy, I don't think the price is right because this guy's sub defense sucks so much that like betting against him would be silly." I have to bet, you know, at least part of my bet has to be. The, his opponent wins by submission or something like that in the in the it used to be the remember the five-way market true in boxing oh sure was, yeah it yeah, was yeah. draw win win or win by knockout win by knockout this is like a nine-way market because you have submissions dqs uh, and all you, that. you yeah. can bet anything yeah it's uh the derivative market is is huge now it wasn't always this way it's it's pretty recent i think especially after covid 
once everyone started getting real, real into it, I think that was a huge bump for the UFC. So when people started to realize, oh, this shit's kind of dope, I should pay attention. But yeah, there's lots of money making opportunities and in the derivative markets. They'll, these open, these usually open on like the week of. Sure. They don't open like whatever months out or whatever they, oh, they for sure, yeah. the fights. But yeah. And, yeah, and like, yeah. Bet Online's only going to take 2K for this weekend. Really? They're going to. They're going to. They probably open. It probably goes up. They're probably busy with the, the Masters game. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's busy. Yeah, there's a lot going on in sports with baseball starting in two. Like, oh, I don't shit. know why there, but they decided to hang 900 <sighs> player props uh, for like, seasonal like, player props for baseball. Is that tomorrow? Box? Baseball starts tomorrow? Baseball starts yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I feel like yeah. boxing is that way too, though, Drew. Like, it. It's it's not like football where it's you know Monday Wednesday and then it's just high <laughs> like I think it's a real gradual and then you get to like the day of the fight yeah. and it just jacks the fuck up so Everyone's I feel like on. I feel like boxing was that way I think that's how it is yeah I mean I've, I've okay I've, so I've, let me let me ask you about the uh, the social media handicapping side of things okay Can you give me an example yeah. of you made a bet or you changed your mind on a fight based on something you saw somebody doing on instagram or is their girlfriend well, doing on instagram? Uh, usually when i like a, an, an instagram or whatever it's sure. usually to see where they're training if they've been training that type of thing um okay so a thing i'll look at is like yeah where people are training and there there are camps right people will usually set up camp wherever and and based upon where you're training i'll either you know give you a bump or give you a bump down based upon that because when you're in in a room training usually you're training with training partners and if you have high level training partners i think that's that's a edge that you can have um as a fighter so a lot of people they they train they aren't, they're like the best dude at their gym but they aren't going against anyone good right so okay whatever fish small pond big whatever yeah and and yeah, so if I'll look at that and I'll see where they're training, that's usually what I try to look at. I'm, I was, was kind of joking about the girlfriend stuff, but yeah. <laughs> no, but like, look at your girlfriend. Okay, no, that's no. But, uh, I feel like that was yeah. big during uh, again oh, yeah. when I when I was and again maybe this is just narrative, Andy, because this is when I was listening to like four UFC podcasts a week to try to figure out what to bet that weekend. But it it did seem different during that stretch, that pandemic stretch when gyms were closed and oh, people you know, were like a lot of people like garage. garages. Yeah. There's, yeah. there was like eight camps that were like, Oh, this guy's a garage guy. Like he's training in his garage. He's got a sparring partner local that's coming over. Yeah. And it was, it was weird. Like some of these people were at a severe disadvantage because they couldn't get to a sparring partner or a gym that could, you know, help them get to where they needed to be by fight time. And I mean, some of these guys just looked like shit because you could tell like, Oh man, you, you didn't get the training in. Yeah. Training you can only in. jump so much rope. I don't, I don't know how, yeah. During the, especially during the pandemic, the gyms were closed. So you're either trying to like go to your garage. I know here in California, when people were trying to train, they're getting busted up by cops and cops were like, you guys can't train here. So that's definitely something that's super important and yeah. definitely something. I mean, I'll always flip through, maybe they're on, they're on like a, a bender and you don't know, you look at their story and they're drinking like two weeks out. John Jones can do that, but I don't know many others who should be partying before their fights. Okay. Or is there any gym training with that has especially good, um, uh, diet and exercise routines for their oh, guys i mean there's there's some 
sick gyms. The most of them are there's probably like five or six gyms <laughs> that are uh solid that most people train at. But okay. if okay. you go if you go to Thai, so I used to live in I went to Thailand, yeah. lived in Thailand for probably sure. six months, and I trained at Tiger Muay Thai, which is one of the bigger gyms there. And it's pretty funny because you can just walk into a pharmacy and get whatever you want there. So it's pretty the yeah. the drug testing in the UFC is pretty stringent, but I think if you're out of the country they, but it's all about competing clean right what it's all about competing clean yeah you gotta compete clean right so yeah. they don't they don't do any testing you, during the training right no it's that you can get tested whenever okay okay i was yeah. gonna if say they can find you if they like can find like, you if you're like, in thailand it's a little tougher yeah there are there are some olympic athletes not going to name countries <laughs> kenya <laughs> jamaica where you, you can't find the athletes out of competition to test them for like three years and so they're like well if you can't find them to test them then there's nothing they can do but they show yeah. up and they run clean uh and that's that um yeah, those guys yeah. piss are burning through porcelain <laughs> yeah i mean some of these i mean yeah. you know how it was andy you were a stud high school wrestler right it's, it is <laughs> It's just hard. So sometimes you need need a little something, something to get you going. I got you. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, just not me personally, but yeah. Coke doesn't put on much weight. Are you worried at all about the UFC surviving in the wake of the um, the conflict between Ukraine and Russia? I mean, a lot of these guys are going to get pulled into, like, mercenary status, right? Yeah, I know there's actually in Bellator, which is the UFC's, like, kind of rival, kind of like JV league um like one of the champions just stayed in ukraine to uh to fight he had to cancel one of his fights so obviously fighting a big part of it's like the, the russians are kind of dominating right now i don't know if you've been paying attention Surely. but yeah there's there's something called the russian tax where if you're just russian you'll get bet up you know the, you, there's value on the other side just because everyone just thinks they should be betting the russians so they'll bet the russians and yeah, who knows? But I think we'll survive. UFC's pretty. Hasbullah is, is still chilling. Have you guys seen the Hasbullah interview yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's. I love that guy. Great He's ambassador. Just, really for, really. Just, uh, his content boy. is. His content's so good. He's like, just, that laugh. That laugh yeah, is his his little giggle. Just. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So I, sometimes I don't even like when they have subtitles on. I don't want to know what he's saying. I just yeah, enjoy his, I, I just, just enjoy make his laugh. Yeah, it's, it's a laugh. It's just straight good vibes out of that guy. They I need to get him I don't think him. I'm not worried about UFC at all. Like if they made it through pandemic and oh yeah, they'll maybe, they'll have a fight in the like in Ukraine probably if they if they could. Like Dana White would do whatever. So yeah, this is coming from a mortar crater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. They well, okay. like fucking fight. How how nuts was Fight Island? Like I feel fight like sick. things move so fast that we don't we take things for granted and don't realize True. like like did they just buy an island to have like. I was trying to kayak to Fight Island. I don't know if you if you saw my memes of me kayaking to Fight Island, but I was like, dude, I gotta get there. That looks pretty sick. This is in Jacksonville. This one is, yeah. This week. Is that a good venue? No, ah, uh, it's there's I fewer rank it on, the, on, on a yeah, on a on a on a one to ten ring girl scale. This Jacksonville's venue is a uh, uh I mean I'm a Titans fan, so I think it's a one. <laughs> but, uh, the, the thing about Jacksonville is the judges suck, and that's something you have to always consider when you're handicapping. Oh, no. 
I went back and I looked at all the old uh, Jacksonville cards. That was like one of the pandemic spots. That was a spot that opened up during the pandemic. And there were just some really bad scorecards. Like one, one of the fights there had 30, 27 for one chick and then 20 and then 27, 30 for that same chick. So opposite scorecards, which is obviously like, you have two different judges looking at the fight, and you think this girl won, but the other girl thinks this well, girl won. Well, all three. Not all only three one, rounds. but one all yeah, three rounds. All three rounds. So, that, yeah. like, Jacksonville legitimately has fewer laws and rules than Fight Island. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not a good place. Oh, like, no. We've been, we've been over this for other stuff. I think I'd rather yeah, they, have, like, Blake Bortles be a judge than the ones that – I think they'll probably get in better because they're doing more MMA events – in florida so more people will get licensed but a lot of times these spots will just pull like boxing judges which obviously if you're a wrestler yeah. and the the boxing judge doesn't really give a fuck if you're getting a lot of takedowns and stuff like that so yeah. the the judging actually yeah it's been pretty bad historically in jacksonville so did you have to make a tough choice did you have to make a tough choice between beside you know going up career path of ufc judge versus being a, a social media influencer in the, uh, in the <laughs> i should I, I think i think i should actually jump in and be a judge maybe too late. Reading the role book may, there may be a little bit too much of a track record of uh, <laughs> yeah. gambling yeah i don't know uh, yeah. And, yeah yeah but it's always fun on, on, on twitter you know people are like complaining about robberies usually people are complaining about robberies because that's the person they bet on oh, and yeah. they lost but well, i mean but there, there have been some really I shitty mean, ones where everyone oh, i mean even the jacksonville even, one was honestly like as as bad as it gets well, even even <laughs> respectable like people that i respect like in the space that put out a ton of ufc content for years like like we brought sodsman and uh, shaughness and you know just some of those guys like they'll say like hey i Bet this person and I won, but like yeah. that wasn't right. Yeah, you know, that's like, what they, they say. They, they know they say it evens out at the end of the day, but still it fucking sucks. If you out. bet enough, it's gonna it's it's just In like a moment, bad it's so rough. It does it's not feel so good. rough. When yeah. you're on the wrong side of a bad card, oh man, oh, when, you, sucks. when you get sucks. to one of those events and like you watch one of the undercards and you see like and I'm not I'm not very good at this, but I, I have a general idea and I follow to, I love a second screen when I'm watching UFC because I love following what everyone else is saying about the fight. Absolutely. And, most most enjoyable know, part. And then you know, like the everybody, like all the guys I'm talking to and Brett and all those people that really take it in and you talking about the fight, and then you see the cards and it's the opposite of what everyone and I and what I saw. And you're just, it just well, no, I mean it it just puts a bad feeling for the rest of the right. Like, the, the like you're just worried any bet you have you're like jesus you need to finish yeah. this you need you, we can't go to yeah. the cards here i can't, go, can't, to cards. can't go to the cards i can't, I can't risk that there's certain shit. judges you hear because they announce the names before they say you know they say sal diamato scores it blah and you hear their names and your just heart sinks you don't know who the judges are before you hear the scorecards but when you hear their names and you're like please no don't be that dude like, <laughs> you just know you're about to get fucked well so, back, yeah, so you right. know the the, the refs like we watch the high. I watch a lot of the higher end events. Like Herb, Herb's going to be there. Oh yeah, like, you know, the, you know, they're bringing him everywhere. You know, there's yeah. a few refs. These guys come if it's a big UFC event. They have their few refs that they use. Why isn't that the same with judges? Like, why don't they pick out like yeah. six really, really good judges? And like, there's so much money each at state, the top. 
Each state has like a commission that you that's, have to yeah, like that's, take a that's test for and all that sure. shit. So oh. that's why when they go to these places like New York, Texas, Florida, they don't have a ton of MMA judges. So they'll just grab boxing judges, whoever has experience. And boxing is obviously a fucking really different sport than MMA because there's a lot more involved. There's so, not as many points for takedowns. Right. No taking. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, you probably get in boxing if you end up taking down. So it's 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 yeah and the refs i mean the refs some of them are will let you die in there and some of them will stop the fights early if they see you're getting beat up i uh some people are talking in the chat about herb dean like yeah he's let a couple go herb. a little little longer than i thought like <laughs> or stop it too early he, he wants to see this guy die like, yeah, this is sort of, fucking terrible. I, yeah i mean to be fair like boxing is one of the oldest sports to bet on as human oh, yeah. beings and they haven't figured it out <laughs> so i think we can we can pull our punches a little on it's tough I, I i do sympathize with them sometimes i'll be like ah you know oh, that's rough, it's, it's tough when you're yeah. in there and you're like ah should i stop this should i not because if i stop it this guy's gonna get mad at me and he's gonna want to fight me and he's a fighter and i don't want to get beat up uh, herb's a big guy yeah herb, they're all big dudes but it's uh some of them are just it's it's very tilting i i just had a bet where a guy um i took an under under four and a half it was moicano versus rda and they should have stopped the fight probably in the second round but the ref just kept letting the dude get beat up moicano was getting beat up they brought the doctor in the ref was like do you want to keep going obviously if you're a fighter you're not going to say no because you don't look like a pussy so you're like all right i want to keep going and the co your coaches a lot of the times are like not going to let you stop so as a ref you have to be like all right dude you're getting fucking wrecked. We should stop now. Um, and he didn't do that, and it went over. And I was, I just, it was the most tilting thing ever. And I think a lot of people are on that same play. Well, it, it is, it has got to be tough to be a ref because it's, it's quick. I mean, these guys are. Some things are happening so fast, and a guy gets knocked down, and there's that split second where is his head gonna hit the canvas, or is he gonna pop back up into like, you know, the what's what's it called when you do the turtle thing on your back. What do you mean? Go to go to, go know, to guard and guard. Yeah, yeah. And go to guard. Like, <laughs> you, just, you know, there's there's like that quick second. It's like, yeah, when you see a guy get hit hard, it's like this guy might be out for the count or he might just roll through this and pop back up. And those those refs got to be in there and they got to be ready for anything there. And so again, easy, some yeah. some of them are just like, fuck it, like, just keep hitting him. Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy job. And some, you know, some will 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 get a lot of backlash on social media because they stopped it too quickly sure. and then the next event they're taking too long because they don't want to get fucking yelled at again so it's uh you can tell a lot of refs just lose a lot of confidence in there but it's all all the same dudes they should fucking know how to do it by now okay well let's talk about this particular card a little bit in detail yeah um, is there anything on ufc 273 either the main event or preliminary or early preliminary card that you would say is a is a no doubt slam dunk five stars out of five stars cannot miss this fight uh i think I this so this the top three like the kamzat chamaya fight versus gilbert burns kamzat is probably like the hottest prospect that i've seen in a while he's the prince mm. that was promised he's the carlos um, alcaraz of ufc right this guy right. this guy is scary as fuck. he looks like he was in a taken movie but okay. he looks like <laughs> if you were to take Liam Neeson's daughter, Liam Neeson would just be like, all right, I'm good. You can just have her. Yeah. That type of thing. He's a scary dude. 
good prospect. Um, been finishing dudes pretty, um, pretty frequently. So I don't think he's been past the one and a half mark either. So mm. that fight is very good. My pound for pound, a lot of people will disagree with me on this, but I think Peter Yan is probably pound for pound the best fighter in the UFC um skill wise and he fights on the on the fight card and then yeah just the volkanovsky versus korean zombie fight will be awesome too they're i mean obviously like very large favorites but i still think the fights as spectacles will be fun to watch and it's always fun to cheer for these underdogs too so the card top to bottom is as good as it gets um for the UFC, so I'm yeah, I'm excited. I think you guys have to watch the whole thing, dude. Fuck the mess. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to like golf will be over by then. It's right. fine. Like no, I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm already told. Yeah, I told the wife. I'm like, this Drew. This is the weekend that I canceled my family Easter with my oh, mother, yeah. so I can just watch sports all weekend. So Saturday is going to uh, be golf into golf. UFC into F1 because F1 is going to oh, be F1 is in the Dan oh, is um, Dan is all about staying up all day. Um, all right, and so, the, just the, yeah. the Cosmot guy. At Andrew. first, at first, it said he's like, "Oh, this is Swedish. It's Swedish guy." I'm like, "This motherfucker in Swedish." Have you seen so him? I, yeah, yeah. I dug into him a little. He's from Chechnya. Chechnya, yeah, he's Chechnya. Somebody, right. somebody who's from Chechnya scares <laughs> the shit out of me. Dude, these are scary as hell. That's why I said if he was in a Taken movie, Liam Neeson mercenary like, oh, shit. Dude, yeah, um, good, he can have her. What should is? We take, should we take a Kamsat question here, Drew? You yeah, wanna... go for it. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. As long as you're on it, yeah, go for it. Question for Water Show. Okay. There's some lines out there for a Kamzat versus Usman future fight with Kamzat as a small dog. Am I crazy for looking? I'll hang up and listen. No, I think that's a, I mean, Usman is a lot of people call Usman the pound for pound best fighter. Obviously, there's not a lot of data to go off of with Kamzat in terms of how deep he goes into fights because um, he's only had really short fights. So that's the one thing that a lot of people will say is like, all right, what if, we, what if we get to the third round? Is this guy going to be dope still? Um, Usman's really good, but I think, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's. Uh, I think Kamzat will get a lot of, a lot of love, honestly. But yeah, I think, like, there, like I said, not a lot of data, so I think I'd probably favor Usman in what, that. Situation. What weight class is that? Aaron? Uh, one seventy. Weight. It's not that big. I think the biggest thing I've seen from like, I mean, even in UFC, but definitely in like high school and college wrestling, like there have been some bigger guys like heavyweight, ultra heavyweight, or even like the the middle or the the two fifteeners is what we had in Minnesota. But like yeah. some of those guys, like some of those guys that were real good, but they were big. They had problems if they ran into somebody who was almost as good as them. Yeah. That wouldn't like they, they would just pin so many people or finish people exactly. so fast. And then all of a sudden they'd yeah. go against somebody who wasn't as good as them, but wasn't going to lose quickly. And they'd get to like the second period. This guy is sucking air and dying. It's like, oh shit, he's he's gonna lose to someone much worse than they're not much, but right. somebody who's not as good as him because he has no conditioning and we just haven't seen it yet this year. That's what it is. It's like if you've never seen the third round, it helps. Like some people try to make their fight go longer and draw it oh, out. Oh, yeah, sure. They want to know what it feels like to be in the third round because this shit's tiring as hell. So, yeah, Kamzat is like a – I've never seen as much hype as I've seen around Kamzat all the years. I've been watching MMA. It's been like 10, 15 years or whatever. And okay. he's – uh people say – people that train with him say he's the best he's ever trained with. But in terms of seeing – him gathering data on in 
the ring on fight nights. It's uh, there's not a lot out there because he just smashes everybody. He's the Mike Tyson who was one. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's kind of like Mike Tyson. Okay. Uh, just from your description of the kind of the way that that fight would set up, I would guess you have to get a dog price early on him because a lot of people are going to line up because they want to be on the ride the wave, so. ride the wave of the next uh, yeah. of the next greatest guy. I think um, yeah, hype drives a lot of a lot of the market. Brings up a big question: Would uh, Usman take the fight? Yeah. Oh, for sure. He asked to. He's, I don't think he has. He doesn't. Much. He doesn't have a choice. No. Yeah. You don't. I mean, if you're the champ and he's the next guy up, then you don't have much of a choice. Plus that that division itself, 170. It's, I mean, Colby, right? Andy, I think you said you bet against Colby. It's he's the only yeah. other guy that's decent in the division that can like actually be competitive with Usman. So Usman is really good. Like I said, he's like the pound for pound best for a lot of people i kind of disqualify him a little bit because he's huge like he's a 170 but on the on fight night he weighs like 200 pounds so i'm like pound for pound i want you to be if you're if you're that much bigger than everyone else that's cool that you're dominant but you're still that much bigger than everyone else but yeah Kamzat, i think in size can probably match him too because i think he's fought a weight class up but i mean back to weight cutting that's a skill set in and of itself. Like the guys yeah. who, the guys who can fluctuate like that, and it doesn't seem to bother them. Yeah, and, and back to like high school wrestling, there was one guy who was like, again, he'd be like uh, in some of the tournaments, you could weigh in the night before, and I mean, he was like a hundred and thirty-five pounder that'd be wrestling at one forty-six. Yeah. like it's just it's blow a, up. That's that's a like a five percent difference in body weight for some of these people, and oh. it makes a big damn difference. That's how it is for Usman. He's huge. He'll, he'll he has, uh, and he'll he has on, he hasn't lost since 2013. Uh, right. He hasn't fought since November 2021. So yes, yeah, so let's say let's say Kamzat takes care of business this week in convincing fashion and is he the will. next guy up. Um, do they put uh, like Usman on a on a like a summer card and then set the two of them up for a later in the year? Like, what's the periodicity of getting a fight like that onto a card? Like, because I can't imagine Usman loves the idea of not fighting again until right. You know, yeah, that's true. Well, some of them, someone will take one fight a year, and they're they're cool with that. Usman, I don't think he fights that often. It's just for Usman, there just hasn't been a lot of people that have been able to match up with him, so. I think they would delay it for Kamzat if he wins. I think he wins. I think he wins pretty easily. Um, he's fighting um, Gilbert Burns, who Usman's already ran through. He knocked him out. So I think in terms of, yeah, timeline, I think they they draw it out a little bit, get a big fight going. Maybe okay. get Fight Island rocking. And, uh, yeah, Usman fought uh, three three times in 2021. Signed sign collectibles. I, I didn't know signed collectibles are mostly a guy who gets into the chat on here and brown bag on tennis. He is all in on UFC. He has a lot of takes in there. And he, awesome. He's all about he, – it sounds like he's about getting in early. He said if he steamrolls, he's favored over Usman. He says maybe in July. July so, yeah, fight. Uz, Usman – uh, like you mentioned Usman. Usman rolled through Burns February. He turned rolled around and fought in April. Uh, against Masvidal, also beat him, knocked him right. out via punches, yep. and then came back in November uh, to do beat Colby again, part yep. two versus yeah. Colby. Yeah, I watched that one. I like Usman; he's a fun guy. But now, I feel like just in the last 20, 25 minutes, I'm a Kamzat. Uh, I can't. I still can't even say his name. Kamzat. Kamzat. That's how you say I'm, it. I'm, I'm a I'm a Kamzat uh, fanboy. Like I oh, just, he's sick. He's pretty well, dumb. Just, like, look, you have to watch him. 
He's scary as fuck. Scary ears. He's got the real scary cauliflower ears. He's got the scary yeah. beard. And I watched a little action. So I think I'm a I'm a fanboy. So I'm in on that. Okay. Oh, so yeah. let's talk main event for a second then. Featherweight fight. Volkanovsky versus the Korean zombie. Um, right. Where does the Korean zombie rank in terms of UFC nicknames? Uh, oh, and a- it's at the top or it's near it's- the top? Well, it's, yeah, I mean, he's very popular in terms of he's been around for a while. So people love Korean Zombie. If you're if you're an MMA diehard, this is your guy. He's an action guy. People love action, right? So he's going to go in there and have a good fight. But, yeah, that nickname, that's a solid nickname. I, I, I parlayed uh, Siwoo and Korean Zombie by knockout. <laughs> All <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It, what's, so what's his path to victory? Is it knockout? Probably knockout. Yeah, I don't think he has. I thought you were talking Siwoo. Yeah. <laughs> and he might be able to knock someone out. He gets pretty angry, right? I've seen him miss some putts. But uh, yeah, I think his path to, path to victory is probably knockout. So I don't think he, he has much of a chance against Volkanovski. He's uh, Volkanovski used to weigh 200 pounds. He used to play rugby, professional rugby. So I, used to, I always say my best base for MMA. Some people say it's wrestling. Some people say it's Sambo or Muay Thai. I say it's rugby because these guys are all savages. And Volkanovski used to weigh like 200 pounds, and now he weighs 145. So he carried that strength down with him, and you can see it in there. He just tosses dudes around. Um, but, yeah, and he's also got a gas tank that if I'm looking at a fighter and I want to evaluate how good they are, I start with how good their gas tank is. And I don't – you'll watch Volkanovski in the fifth round, fourth round. He's not even breathing hard. So – He's a he's a savage. I don't think Korean Zombie has much of a chance. I flipped it. I flipped the TV on the other day, Drew. This a couple weeks ago, and I and whatever channel wife had it on before had the Six Nations on, and I watched a shitload of rugby one morning. Like just, just oh, dude. I was been like rugby during the the COVID shit, like the NRL. Have you ever been on sure. that? Oh yeah, yeah. I've bet Aussie still, rules. Like Chase, yeah, staggering like what these men do to each other, like how hard they hit without any pads. Like a few guys have like the, the real soft helmet on. It's like a stocking hat. Stupid. And like the way they tackle, it's it's like a wrestling takedown. It's not like yeah. a NFL tackle. So it, it preps them pretty well. They all, you know, like, the, yeah, they're changing level. It looks yeah. like a takedown in, in the octagon yeah, for the, sure. They all look like Ray Lewis. Okay. So if the, if the top three parlay, you can actually get it right around even odds. Korean zombie is the parlay buster. At? I would say, no. I, I pro. Uh, it, I, I, if I had to make a case for Aljo, it would be a shitty split decision type of thing in Jacksonville. Like I could see that <laughs> potentially happening. It's a, it's a big uh, octagon, so he might be able to move around, try to outpoint Peter. That's one path that I I see for him, but. I think it's pretty uh pretty pretty low chance on that. But yeah, I know. I think Peter is gonna run through him. But if I had to pick between those three, those are all very three dominant dudes. I'd say Aljo might have a chance to get like a dusty split decision in Jacksonville. I think Volkanovski finishes Korean Zombie, and I think um who's the other fight? Kamzat oh, yeah. finishes Gilbert pretty easily. But the way that Peter fights against Aljo, he likes to take his time. And, you know, Aljo, did you see that they fought before, right? Have you seen that fight? He kneed him in the face. So um, it just depends on how Aljo approaches that fight. He might be able to. 
that, I think that's my best. That was my best bet. Oh, yeah, Camp Cam's at. That. What's Ooh. the best price? You have the. We have best five Todd's up. I don't know why I didn't look at this tab instead. I'm looking at freaking. Six uh, I feel like, like if it idiots. wasn't for the DQ though, Jan crushes him in that fight. Oh, he was he was eating him up. Yeah, eating it just him. depends on how you approach the fight though, because Aljo in that fight was going balls to the wall, 100 miles per hour. He was trying to like out volume him, and he ran out of gas, and he couldn't take Peter down. He tried. He's a wrestler. Couldn't take Peter down, but. There is a scenario where he tries to outpoint Peter. He just sticks to the outside and is able to, you know, like I said, the Jacksonville judges fucking suck. So if he gets to the, get he gets the to the now, um, then there's a potential that, you know, he can get that, that split decision, dusty decision or something. But why, I mean, why, I isn't, why isn't that one fight up on uh, best fight odds? Why isn't Cam Sad up there? I think it's just the site's fucked up. If it's it's on okay. the bottom. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, do you see it? It's 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 like on the bottom. Oh really? I didn't. I, yeah, it's I didn't on the very bottom. bottom. All right, I'll yeah. scroll down. I was trying to find. I want to find like by DK or by TKO knockout or DQ. Price. I think a lot of people. If you were to ask that question, a lot of people they say Camza is the parlay buster just because they haven't seen a lot of them, and you know he doesn't. I don't know him like we do. Yeah, that's our boy. So <laughs> I mean, I just don't think uh, Gilbert's. Uh, the under one and a half got bet hard. It's down yeah, that's what. Right, I, that's one of my bets. I think. He, what What is Camzat's nickname? We said Korean Zombie's the best nickname. The wolf. I'm, I'm kind of like not I'm that last, I'm, I don't know if I like the guy, but Last Style Bender's a good nickname. That's a sick one. What would What would your fight nickname be? Venezuelan Vixen's already taken. <laughs> <laughs> which which the, 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 the Minnesota Madhouse? Yeah, Minnesota Mauler. Yeah, Minnesota. I feel like yeah. that was a wrestler from the preacher's daughters. <laughs> Andy's more taken. of a. I feel like Andy's more of a mucker. He's gonna muck it up. He's in a Minnesota mucker. Yeah. Iron Lady, Iron Lady, they're all taken. <laughs> the yeah. Minnesota the Karate mucker. Hottie. Karate Hottie is a good one. That's just a good nickname, too. But for sure, Last Style Bender is my favorite men's nickname. Although I am, again, comes up fan. What would, your, what would your walkout song be, Olivia Rodrigo? Oh, I, I, have I, mean, I, old, I have a 10-year-old daughter, Aaron. I've, I, might, I might be pushing the limits on how much Olivia I've listened to. It's, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, you're, you're talking to a huge fan, so you're not you're not you're not a fan. It's either. it's big in my house. It's it's been big, but no, we didn't we didn't talk about the women's fights. Do you avoid those? I see a lot no. of chatter on that where it's like, you know, there's two. It's like there's two trains of thought. Like some people, I'm they're like I'm betting every over in every women's fight ever, or I'm just not betting women's fights. Ooh, Andy Molotov. No. I think uh, a lot of them get, or at least the odds makers will will have that same train of thought. So they'll be like, "All right, let's just juice the over a ton." So I think that opens up a lot of value on the under. I know a lot of unders have been coming through, and you can get like plus two, plus three hundred unders, um, based upon just because they're chicks and then they're not good at finishing. But some of them are are like good at jujitsu. Some of them just suck, so they get finished and. Um, yeah, no, I think that's, that's actually something that I bet a lot. I, I like to try to identify women's unders to take the, the overs come through, you know, a decent amount, but there's always some opportunities to, to jump on the, I guess that's the, an anti-narrative. The women's, the women's, uh, total contrarian at top. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. we have the last, yeah, the last time I bet a women's over, uh, like somebody put me on it. 
and I think I bet the side too, and it came out all right, but it was that Rose fight where Against, Jess, Jessica and uh, the one girl came out in like an Indian headdress, and, yeah, and then like and then like a little bit into the fight, the one girl picks the other girl up and just slams her, her straight on her head. Yeah, it was just done. Like it was, was very, like, oh, she's dead. Like I thought she was very seriously injured. But There's some people on the honors, honestly, because I mean, even um, some of these girls are just like, yeah, they're just like not very good at defense, but mm-hmm. but you'll get those blanket like, all right, whatever, minus 300, minus 200, that's going to go over two and a half. But there's value on the unders a lot of times, but you just got to you just got to try and identify those. We haven't even uh, mentioned uh, the most accomplished athlete who is on the main card. Uh, former Los Angeles Laker Mark Madsen yeah, uh, is taking that. on Mad Dog. <laughs> Mad Dog uh, using his dance moves <laughs> to try to get a victory over. Isn't that wild? Uh, no, in seriousness, Mark Madsen is the most decorated man on the uh, main card because he is a former uh, silver medalist in yep. Greco Roman wrestling at the uh, Rio Olympics. He is a, a bona fide uh, world class athlete here. Um, what do you make of his chances and uh, and in general uh, his superlative eleven and zero mixed martial arts record since converting from uh, an amateur to a pro? Um, yeah, I think recently he hasn't been doing too hot. Uh, I he's been winning, but he's been winning against like older competition. I think his last fight was against Clay Guida, who's like an old old. I think he's like forty, and he's not very good. He didn't try to. Um, take him down once either. So I actually Clay, Clay Guida's got the Shaka in his in his profile pick on Wikipedia. Guida's the that, guy. He's old. Pretty, this is a young man's pretty sport. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I actually like Vince here. He's uh, just a much more well-rounded fighters. A lot of time in these um, in UFC, you'll you'll have someone who's really good at something, and that can get you very far. Like Khabib's really good at fucking wrestling. And he was the best ever because of it. But he was like, he wrestled bears and shit. Silver well, I mean, he would just, he was present. so good about his body, like his body positioning. Like yeah. basically I mean, you, you, you were carrying the weight of that guy the entire right. fight. Like he made you tired. And it's just impossible to fight when you're so Everyone that's tired. ever gone against him or like trained with him. It just, it would say like, he feels like he's 200, 250 pounds, like way bigger than he is. He's a 155 pounder. But yeah, I mean, Madsen, I just think he's not as well-rounded. He he'll try to get his wrestling going a lot of time. You know how uh Andy, you were uh, a decorated wrestler, right? And so you know how hard it was. And did you did that, you do did you do any Greco or freestyle in the summer? No, no I didn't. That I was, is I, I mean, that's freestyle. a whole a whole different fucking bag of bees. Yeah, and it's it's all right. Wrestling, you can't touch it. MMA, right, exactly, and that's kind of, I mean, that's that's kind of a disadvantage in MMA. So, yeah, no, I think he has got a decent shot, but I think Vince is like the justified favorite because he's he's just a much more well-rounded fighter. He's thirty-nine, yeah, but man. I also just saw a picture of him, and he looks Vince? like he might own an Italian restaurant, but also <laughs> be a black belt in jujitsu. Yeah, no, he's good. And- I'm 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 down with him. He's good. he's good. That's one of the, the my bets. I'm taking Vince Pichel. It's coming down. People will people love betting on wrestlers, right? Because like that's that's a if you're a dominant wrestler, you can't really get anything going on the other end. It doesn't matter how good of a striker you are if you're on your back. So people are gonna like Vince or uh, Mark Madsen because he's a wrestler. He's an Olympian. People will see that and they're like, all right, 
cool. I'll bet on him. And he's a dog. So yeah. people are especially going to want to bet on him. But yeah, Vince is, uh, he's good. He can, he can wrestle himself. That's, so, uh, MMA that's wrestling a- is different from regular, just pure folk style or. Yeah, you can punch them too, and that's. Right. I mean, exactly. that just that just reminds me of a piece of advice. God, I, I shouldn't even say how old I was when my dad told me this because like it's bad parenting probably, but I mean I, I was probably like eleven, and I don't know what happened, but we were talking about a fight at school or something, and my dad got to telling stories about fighting after he got out of high school, and he's like, you know what? He's like. The wrestling is going to come in handy if you get in a bar fight. He's like, the biggest part about a bar, bar fight is it's super hard for a guy to hit you when you're sitting on his chest. Right. He's like, he's like, if, you, if you take a guy you down and you're and you're on top, he's like, he's like, good luck to that guy. He's like, just do that. Don't Have you don't been take a lot of bar fights. Like, no, I try to keep it clean. <laughs> but he, yeah, he, he said, don't take, don't make the first punch. He's like, take the guy down, sit on top of him and pummel him. He's like, it's yeah. way easier. That's yeah. way easier than standing on the He's like, we're not boxers. I'm not a boxer. Yeah. We're not doing this. Yeah. yeah. And he's got a and he's got an enforcer's mentality. He's he's breaking it up. Like, he's he's sending like, everyone yeah. to their corners. I can see him, you know? I can yeah. see him being a, yeah. a good dude to have at the bar. I'm yeah. over. I'm over with the girlfriends. Like, oh, I can't believe these guys are <laughs> yeah. acting a damn fool again. That's one of the best <laughs> things about the uh, going to the UFC fights is you'll get like the regular UFC fights, but you're always guaranteed one fight in the bathroom whenever you go to the bathroom. Cause everyone's hyped up. So you get oh, a little yeah. extra for your, for your ticket. Oh, for sure. The, those are the real prelims. Um, when you're, when you mentioned, uh, that, uh, your guy Vince was coming down, uh, I look at the screen, I see it. Uh, no, are there specific, down. are there specific books on this best fight odds.com screen? Where if you see a move happen at that book, you're like especially piques your interest. Uh, maybe Bet Online, which is I guess Ref is what they call it, but Bet Online takes a lot of takes a lot of action there. So usually, but usually not. If I like a if I like a price, I'll just take it. I'll look for whatever the best price is and just snag it. They but, seem to move the most aggressively. A lot yeah. of these other books are barely ever moving. Right. Yeah, they definitely do, and they open, so they'll they'll move aggressively. Okay. They'll, they'll take those hits. I love it. Okay, so let's wrap it up. Uh, UFC 273. Some of your favorite looks for the people who have hung in and learned a lot, like I have. I really appreciate this. Uh, okay. What, uh, what 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 are we cheering for? I like the under fight does not go the distance in the the main event: Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie. Ooh, wow. under four and a half is plus one twenty. Yeah, we're taking that plus monies over here. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think I think that's a really good play. Volkanovski, I think he just outlasts um, Korean Zombie, but there is there is there's a there is a small chance he gets knocked out by Korean Zombie, who packs a lot of punch. And yeah, that's my favorite play. Um, and yeah, like like we were just discussing, I like Pichelle, and I I think you can probably wait it out. I don't think there's going to be much buyback. I think a lot of people are going to be buying into Madsen and the, the wrestling. So shop around the, for that one. Right. I think you can wait. It's a big, big uh, octagon. So there's much more. So the apex where they fight like the fight nights, the non-pay-per-views, they have a smaller octagon. So if you're moving around in there, it's much easier to get entangled or wrestled wrestlers have a uh, inherent advantage in there, but this is the big pay-per-view big ring. I think he's going to be moving around and 
I think he's going to piece up uh, Madsen. So, um, and like I said, with the Jacksonville judges, I think um, those guys are going to favor more damage boxing wise than wrestling. So if you get, if you get wrestled and laid on, I don't think that's going to be as effective to the judges as someone who's just piecing you up on the feet. So um, I don't think wrestlers are going to have as good of an advantage here. And especially with the big ring and the judging and how it usually goes there. So we're those noting, are my, uh, we're noting uh, the offshore for Pichelle that will take 5k as in 137. The offshore that will take 2k has in 122. Uh, so just a, a little uh, kind of do your own, yeah, do your own shopping around there. Um, all right, Pichelle, I'm on under four and a half. I'm on. Um, any live angles that you're sitting on that you're going to be looking out for in any of the other fights? That, so uh, I, I got a play that I do like is the it's it's not a live angle, but it is something I think um, is decent value is the Peter Yan in round four or round five. Round four, it looks like is 12 to one. Round five is 14. You can get 18 some places um the way he fights he he likes to kind of let let the let the other fighter lead the dance for a few rounds download calculate um make his reads and then he kind of turns up he's a very dangerous fighter aljo's coming off like neck surgery and shit so like very bad neck surgery i guess i don't i'm not a neck surgery expert but sounds like it's something that uh might affect you during a fight but, but yeah i think that's a good look in terms of like some props and stuff. Uh, yeah. Other than that, that's what I would look for. I think, like I said, Jan starts slow usually, so you might be able to get a better price on him if Aljo wins the first few rounds or the first round. I mean, he lets he lets you win. I like that. If you watch the last the last fight, he was like the first two rounds. He, he arguably lost. He definitely lost the first because he just was like downloading and trying to figure it out. But that's. In terms of live angles, I'd look at that, and I think that prop is actually decent. It was like our Dolphins' second half fade a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to bet against the Dolphins, but we're going to bet against the Dolphins at halftime if right. things are right, like a bunch of times. Do you? And that I, I guess good good one to close with. Do you do a lot of live betting? Do you have yeah. the you know? Do you have bet online open when you're when you're watching the fights? Because I feel like anytime I see someone saying, "Hey, I'm live betting this UFC fight," it's because like. I strongly disagree with this. Where it's usually, you know, an NFL live market, you got to be yeah. pretty confident. Like a team is going to turn it around. A lot of these are like, this guy's winning the fight and he's an underdog. I think the market's just fucked up. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's and uh, one thing that affects the live market is the um, the announcers. Like sometimes Joe Rogan's just like <laughs> going crazy for a dude, and that, and then he'll be. He'll get like uh, he'll be the favorite for no reason other than Joe Rogan like thinks he's dope that night. Uh, I think it was the Izzy Adesanya versus your boy Stylebender versus Jan Blakovich. Jan was beating him, but the announcers were like, "Oh, Izzy looks so great tonight. He's doing so well." But if you're actually watching, Jan was definitely winning, and he was like plus two hundred the whole entire fight. So I just kept hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. I was like, "This doesn't make any sense." And then Jan ended up winning. So that's the live stuff is actually very, there's some good edges in there if you, if you pay attention, but you got to be locked in. So sometimes you're drinking and you, 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 uh, you don't really know who's winning and then it 
that's usually my experience. So <laughs> yeah. don't bet live. Is what yeah, you gotta be locked. <laughs> Just yeah. Steer clear of that. Okay. I do. I do. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right, man. Well, that was awesome. You rule. All right, boys. Uh, any any final tips for the people? Bet some Titans futures. Bet some. Yeah. You know, buy so some. Mariota, buy some claws. It's summer year. season. Go visit Hawaii. What? Uh, yeah. What? What? What all? What all else is interesting you in the world of sports? Uh. I'm a I'm Mariota's biggest fan, so huge Falcons guy this year. Um, comeback player of the year. I uh, cashed in on Mike Vrabel, coach of the year, pretty large. So that's a big portion of my nice. bankroll. And yeah, I mean, what was the best price you got on people. that? Uh, I had some like thirties. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a homer, so whenever they open, I'm like, all right, times are going to the Super Bowl. Brave was gonna win. I had Derrick Henry 65 to 1 MVP. That was a devastating day when he got uh when he got, when he got hurt. So um yeah, I uh tomorrow my pick for the masters. I got I think Shuffler's gonna win. Kind of a There's no pick. Hawaiian golfers, are there? Uh no, I don't think so. There should be maybe underserved, be underserved market. There's good courses out there. Kids, if you're well, watching this in Hawaii. Yeah, you got everything's expensive in Hawaii. It's like nineteen dollars for a box of Wheaties when you get there. Like, yeah, it's, it is. The milk that's is why. Like that's why it's bucks. paradise. That's why you don't eat Wheaties. You eat banana. You eat uh, banana macadamia pancakes. Yeah, bro. you go. You, you go get a mocha loco. I don't. I don't understand the mocha <laughs> loco, but I'll eat it. Yes. Oh, you eat mocha loco. Oh, yeah. It makes no sense as a dish, but it's but, good. It's bomb. It's good, man. You get you get a short rib one. Try one of those next time. Oh, short, I have rib some short ribs in the freezer. I might just make one. Now you're talking. Now we're now, uh, I expect you guys to be uh, diehards by the end of the month, but I'll, All right, I'll done. be checking in on you guys. Done and done. Right. Appreciate no, you coming already, on, man. Yeah, excited for this one. Yeah, this again. is the pregame to the epic sports weekend we're about to have, so I'm probably just going to keep drinking. I feel like this is the main event, right? This, I mean, UFC is the main event, in my yeah, opinion. I'm getting too hyped for it. Baseball Masters starts event. tomorrow, man. Baseball starts tomorrow. This is a big week for the boys, so let's let's uh, let's have a week. All right, Cheers, well, let's keep up the great work. Follow Aaron on Twitter at Top Cocky. Again, I cannot recommend his account enough as far as an absolutely rock solid follow. Um, so keep up the great work over there and uh, don't let the fame go to your head. You know, stay grounded, stay humble. You know, yeah, you gotta keep, grinding. Was, keep grinding. Keep grinding. Uh, <laughs> I was in Boston for a bachelor party and got recognized at a bar. So I'm kind of on my way up right kind now. Of a big deal. I'm sure yeah, that's something you're used deal. to. Kind of a big deal. You're kind of a big deal. O- yeah. Only happens when I'm out with my wife and she just dies <laughs> laughing. Yeah, that's I funny. have a podcast. My name's Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> she just makes fucking fun of me. She's me. It's so. easy to get poked fun, by the way. It is. Hi, boys. Let's we call her it. night. All right. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Cheers, yeah, boys. Cal's Calcutta will be live. And he's hosting the Calcutta, by the way. Damn right. Uh, oh, good luck. He'll be the auctioneer. Uh, best of luck to... Best of luck to us. I will get to Kim if I can in your honor. And uh, we will win the So let's go. All right. Dan, you can hit the music. Great. Killer. Punk. Yeah, we're not good fire at saying goodbye off. ever. No, fire it up. Dan, Dan has his finger on the music for the last five minutes. I bet the Celtics tonight, they're winning by 18. Everything's good. Everything's right. Everything's good. Reminds me of the island.